Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. I wonder if you know anything about the topic that we're going to do today with my special guest, Jackie Bryan. She's our functional medicine expert, certified nutrition specialist, whole health educator, certified health coach, and just a really good personal friend. But she is presenting a topic that I pretty much know nothing about. And I just am curious if you've ever heard about this, but I think it will dramatically change how we eat, how we cook, how we think about food and our overall wellness. So Jackie, welcome. I cannot wait to talk about this. I was excited to be here today because I think, first of all, it's always a pleasure to be with you and your audience. One of the things that I wanted to talk about today was ages. Now, it's not us aging, which we are aging well, though. We're aging well, Saren. <laughs> but every time you sent me the topic, I was like, oh, aging, that's a cool topic. And then you had to explain to me what it was. And I was like, that's a super cool topic. Can we do that topic? I was excited to talk about it because one of the things we've done in all these podcasts is we've talked about certain nutrients. We've talked about ways to fuel our body to make us healthier, but we haven't actually taken a deep dive into some of the things that are actually causing inflammation in our body. And that's why I wanted to put a spotlight on one of the causes today, which is ages. Inflammation is at the root cause of so many different illnesses, and I know cancer also. So teach us. <laughs> Ages are advanced glycation end products. Say that 10 times fast, Aaron. But not it's too early in the morning that we're recording. <laughs> so advanced glycation end products are what we're talking about today. These can cause inflammation and can contribute to various chronic diseases. Now, there's a couple ways that we produce ages. The first is it's it's natural. It's a natural body function. It can be produced through our diet, also through certain cooking methods like grilling, frying, and roasting. And now this flag may be popping up in your head and you might be thinking, ooh, I've heard some stuff about safe grilling. Have you heard anything about that before, Saren? I was going to say we just lost Texas. If we get all our listeners in Texas just went, nope, Jackie, it's a <laughs> national pastime. Grilling in Texas, you can't mess with grilling, Jackie. So I'm sure you're going to tell us how to do it safely. 
I'm not saying stop grilling because I like to grill too. So there are different strategies and we'll talk about those in in a little bit. But what I want to do is create the compelling why. Why do we want to pay attention to it? So ages are known to contribute to inflammation, as I mentioned, and oxidative stress. And these two together can damage our tissues and lead to the development of various diseases and things like cancer, heart disease, diabetes. Ages are known as glycotoxins. And they actually form when proteins and fats combine with sugar. And it can be done during cooking. It can be done just having a a high sugar diet. And these are the compounds that damage the tissues and lead to chronic disease. So I'm hoping that people, even just on that little statement, can connect the dots by saying, ooh, she's going to tell me to cut back on sugar. (laughs) (laughs) That seems to be a theme through Beating Cancer Daily. But you can enjoy some healthy sugars. And it doesn't mean that you have to be zero, but we just consume so much. Do you know the statistic on how much sugar we consume? I do. Yes. The American Heart Association recommends that we consume no more than six added teaspoons a day for women and nine for men. And the average person actually consumes anywhere from 22 to 30 teaspoons of sugar a day. So we are, we're blowing that out of the water. And part of that is that manufacturers are really sneaking sugar into different food items and things that we don't even know. We don't realize it's in our salad dressing. It's in our bread. It's in our sushi rice. It's in all sorts of different places that you just wouldn't think about. If you haven't heard our Beating Cancer Daily episode on sugar, you have to listen to it. It will blow your mind. And I remember you gave us that statistic in that original podcast that we did, and I have been so conscious being a label detective, just sorting through things to figure out how much sugar am I getting? And I hope that you are too, if you heard that episode. It is. It's just so important to be an informed consumer because we know that processed foods are really high, not only in sugar, but images right? And this is what we're focusing on. And the ages are things that we have research behind that not only is it leading to increased inflammation, systemic inflammation in our body. And let's keep in mind that every day we go through our day and and we are byproduct of our body function creates some oxidative stress. It's, It's very normal. It's a normal function of our body. However, like anything in life, we don't want to overdo it. And and when we end up having a diet that's higher in sugar, maybe if we're cooking in a way that is not as healthy, these are things that can increase these ages and lead to cell damage. And this leads to those health issues we were talking about, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's disease, and not to be vain, but it makes you age quicker. One of the things that I found really interesting in researching this topic is that ages, and I'm going to give you all this awesome visual, right? So ages form this sludge in your blood vessels. So just imagine this thick, gooey, sugary sludge in your vessels that is getting stuck in places it shouldn't get stuck. And the two places, the two main places that it finds a home, actually, I'm going to have you guess, where would be the two main places, Saren, that this sludge settles in? Where do you think? Heart and brain. The heart is one of them. Yeah, vessels to the brain, but the collagen of our skin. 
So sometimes you see people with high sugar diets and and poor eating patterns that they have the skin of a smoker. They look like they are consuming more processed foods, right? And those people that have a whole clean diet, their skin and hopefully their heart vessels are much cleaner and clearer and more youthful. You can't see Jackie, but I can because we're on a video call and her skin always looks fabulous. I am telling you, you would never know her age. She must be doing some pretty healthy grilling. (laughs) We already know that she has a lot of lemons and that she really looks at um, how to use antioxidants. And you have to go back into the Beating Cancer Daily Library and type in cancer expert and all of Jackie's episodes will come up. If you just follow them, I think everyone's going to look like Jackie because she glows, people. She glows. You are so kind. So I think, all right, so we have laid the foundation, Sarah. We've laid the foundation. We know that too much sugar is going to increase inflammation. It's going to cause this sludge in our vessels. It's going to lead to heart disease, diabetes, cancer, a whole host of issues. It's going to increase inflammation and it's going to make us look old, right? So I'm hoping that there's our compelling why, right? So what are some of the foods that are high in ages? And I think that's a good place to just start. Our our modern diet is very high in processed foods and those processed foods have higher levels of ages. And so I am highly encouraging people to really limit the intake of those processed foods. And those are things like hot dogs and bacon, sausages, chips, pizza, those boxed cookies, Things that are in a box that have really been tinkered with by man. Those are the things that we want to steer clear of because those are going to be higher in ages and create more inflammation. Now, again, our body naturally creates ages, right? We naturally have these advanced glycation end products, but we need to help our body. And as we get older, our body does need more help from us. So these foods are not helping our body. It's interesting because as you were rattling them off, I'm saying comfort food, and we're under so much stress in our society. So I do understand why those quick comfort foods and those addictive comfort foods are so much part of our diet. And now I understand not only why they're not good for you, but how they increase the aging process. It's true. It's true. And we also have so many emotional connections to food. Like you think baseball and hot dogs and apple pie, right? You think we we connect things that are not related, right? And actually, that might be a really good podcast to talk about how to break the link between emotional eating and, and just so that we can stay healthier. But we'll I'll wait uh, every single podcast. I wait for this moment where you suggest a new podcast topic. And then I know you're coming back. So yes, I want to do that topic. It's a good one. So now that we've covered what are the foods is foods in our diet that increase ages, let's talk about the foods that are lower in ages. And I'm feeling like you all can guess this, right? It's the carbohydrate-rich foods that are things like vegetables and fruits, whole grains. Those are lower in ages, even after cooking. And these foods are things like whole grain bread and pasta, some yogurts, beans, fruit, legumes. And these are things that that we need to be mindful of that we're still choosing the highest 
quality in that particular category because manufacturers can even ruin these ones <laughs> that are whole foods. So again, being that inf informed consumer, reading the labels, that's really important. It's interesting because what if we raise our next generation where we say that legumes and yogurt and multi-green breads, all these things, fruits, they are forbidden. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna teach the next generation those are forbidden, but you can have all the junk food you want and then see if the psychology behind that is that everybody starts craving fruits because they're supposed to not have them. And maybe if you go back to biblical times, that's why God made the tree forbidden so that everybody would want to eat it. I think I just solved the Bible. <laughs> that would be an incredible social experiment. I'm not sure I want to risk it, though, because I think the rebel and all these people might still lean towards some of the sugary stuff just because of the addictive component to it all. Yeah, I, yeah. I think. I think it's uh, an interesting thought, though, because I think we've got so many people that are hooked in on these sugary foods. And really, it's in if they go back and listen to the sugar episode, they'll understand more about the neurochemicals that are tied into those and why that craving and the addiction for those sugary foods are really making it challenging for people to get the sugar out of their diets. Just thinking about how they even screwed up apples. And I know a lot of people are going to hate me for this, but putting that red crystallized sugar around a good old apple or caramel around a good old apple, they even found a way to take an apple, which you shared with us was so good to eat because it two food group colors in it. And now look, we can't even have apples unless they have sugar on them for most people. So how does this affect our stomach? I know it's got to play into the stomach somehow. Oh, that's a great question. Ages and your gut, right? So there is an absolute connection. We know that Americans' increased use of sugar has resulted in higher levels of these advanced glycation end products, these ages. And once they get formed, they can lead to inflammation in the body. And when I talk about inflammation in the body, I'm not just talking about systemic, I'm talking about inflammation in the gut and it can exacerbate or make worse a leaky gut situation. That's an increased intestinal permeability. And that means that things that are not supposed to get into the gut lining, get into the gut lining, go into the bloodstream and create an inflammatory response. And one of the reasons that we've seen an increase in ages in our population is because years ago, I don't exactly know how many years ago, but manufacturers vilified fat. It might've been in the eighties, seventies and eighties. And so manufacturers said, Ooh, we've got to get the fat out of everything because fat's really bad. So they took the fat out of everything. They poured sugar into their products, lots of sugar. And what they ended up doing was they demonized the healthy fats. They increased the sugar. And that led to greater health problems in our country because we took out the healthy fats, we put in the sugar, and now we've got a population of people that are dealing with many chronic health issues. But your question about the gut and ages, so I was laying the foundation of the story of why we're in this predicament in our country and even in the world is that there's evidence that is 
maintaining that a healthy gut microbiome, those are the bacteria that are in your gut, can also contribute to lower levels of aging or ages. Mm-hmm. And so the that basically means that if we have a healthy gut microbiome, those are the bacteria that are in our gut, that it can actually lower the levels of these advanced glycation end products. And this is because the gut bacteria have the ability to degrade or to break down ages during the digestive process. What's so interesting about this is that this is inflammation that you can't see. It's not like you can look at a puffy face and go, oh, you have a leaky gut. This is sneaky because this is happening where you might not even notice that it's happening. It is sneaky. I think about when I was diagnosed with breast cancer 20 years ago, it was like a two by four to the side of the head. <laughs> you know, I was like, what happened? What's happening? What do you mean I had inflammation? What do you mean I have cancer? It was just a it was just a complete shock at the age of 37 to be diagnosed with such an aggressive form of, of breast cancer. I will say that I was that kid that always had stomach issues. I was that kid that had the nervous stomach. I was the one that threw up during all my pregnancies. And I was the one that could never ride the roller coaster and got car sick. I was just always very sensitive stomach person. And so I pay particular attention in my to my own gut microbiome and gut health because I really feel it's such an important part of our balance in our body and and staying healthy. And since I am an inflammation expert, this is a big part of it, making sure that we're paying attention to that bacteria. I actually had stomach issues as a teenager. And then they went away for a while. And then I got them back in my 20s. And then I hadn't had them for a long time. And then they resurfaced during COVID, believe it or not. And now I'm starting to put it in the context of what I was eating at these different times in my life and cooking. And I'm thinking, this is probably what it was. They just weren't talking about it back then. No, it's true. I also think COVID was a a horrible experience for everybody in our world. And we're still dealing with the, the effects of it although it's a little bit more manageable now, but was something we had never seen before in our lifetime, at least. And it's really important for us to understand that people did take a hit. And when we feel stressed, uh, we have not only poor eating habits, often we'll grab for foods that are processed and chemicalized, but also our gut shuts down. You know, that the stress response is something that really does wreak havoc on your gut. Um, I will say that in response to this topic in terms of ages and gut is that if we can start consuming a diet that's rich in probiotic foods, fermented foods, I'm not asking for people to go out and buy a probiotic supplement, but if you're concerned about these ages and that we're talking about these advanced glycation end products, which I think everybody should be thinking about is that bringing in these fermented foods like kimchi, sauerkraut, yogurt, kefir, kombucha, those can support a healthy gut microbiome. This keeps coming up, Jackie, in all different topics. It's interesting how it all is interwoven. I never really thought of it that way, but you come back to this probiotic 
recommendation in and out of different episodes. So I started paying attention to it. I'm not a big fermented food person, as we've discussed. I've really tried to follow your advice and do it. And I do see a difference. I really do. It does. It really does make a difference. And I go back to Hippocrates, who said that all disease begins in the gut (laughs) and everything is interwoven and connected. We did a podcast on antioxidants, ages and antioxidants play a role together. And we know that consuming a diet rich in antioxidants and phytochemicals, and those are the the antioxidants that are found mostly in plants, different colors, different variety of colors will give you different types of antioxidants and phytochemicals that can help reduce the damage to your cells and reduce the damage that is caused by the ages, right? You and I, what we're doing with this podcast is we're working with individuals to help them make their body more efficient, make it a more finely tuned machine and give them the ability to reduce inflammation. If you've had cancer, like you and I have had, we know the importance of listening to our body and trying to give it what it needs to get the balance that it needs. I am riveted by this conversation because I'm thinking back to When I had stage four cancer and they told me to get my affairs in order and I had to figure out how to make my body more efficient, how to help my own body beat back this cancer. And all of these episodes, especially this one, really give you those tools for creating an environment that gives someone like me a fighting chance because they said there was nothing more they could do no more surgeries, no more radiation, no more chemo drugs. There weren't even trials that I could qualify for at that time. So to think that I could have had this in my toolbox, it's really an amazing gift. And we've spent the majority of our time, and first of all, your story is extraordinary. And I love hearing it every time. It's so inspirational. Some of the things that we've talked about just in today's podcast was really about clean up your diet, right? Eat foods that are less processed and chemicalized, but there are other ways that we can avoid ages. And I thought we could just chat about it and keeping in mind that the formation, no one's going to get rid of the ages completely, right? So ages are a normal part of our metabolism, but the excessive amounts can be harmful to our body. So the, there are several ways that we can reduce our exposure to ages. And the first is to cook using moist methods such as steaming or broiling that don't involve high dry heat. It's the first, that's the first recommendation. Wow. I never thought of high dry heat. That's so crazy. Okay. Keep going. And then limiting your consumption of processed foods. That one's a given because that's really what we spent the majority chatting about here. Using shorter cooking times. So not cooking something for a longer period of time and then cook food using lower temperatures, right? So it's the higher temp, that char broiled look on the, of the food that's going to have more ages than something that doesn't have that char broiled look. And the other little trick that was shared with me by a chef is including acidic ingredients such as lemon juice, and they can go back and listen to our- You should become the poster child of lemons. And I can't even squeeze or use a lemon or ask for a lemon without seeing you smiling in my mind's eye. It's so funny how you and lemons are synonymous now. 
I love love. You'd laugh if you saw my fridge. I have organic lemon juice in a glass bottle. I have lemons, organic lemons in drawers, and they get squirted on a lot of different things. But lemon juice. I'm just picturing you and your husband where you just like you just squirt lemon on them. You want to you want to hear something funny? This is this is a little off topic, but there was a there was a nurse's study. I don't have the information on it. It was a nurse's study done on uh, citrus smells and its ability to reduce stress. So we just added another thing to that where you just not only can you use the lemon to help reduce your ages, you can use it for antioxidants, but you can give it a little sniff to reduce your stress level. I use all lemon body products. And I did that before I met you. It's just, I love the smell of lemon and a lot of chemicals and a lot of perfumes and house products actually make me sick. I'm allergic to them. They cause me to vomit. It's been my whole life. But for some reason, lemon does not do that. And so I'm like a walking lemon smell, but I just never squirted it on everything. Now I do and my my in-laws have lemon trees. They have Meyer lemon and regular lemon. And I never leave without like filling up bags to take home because of you. I rate their lemon trees because of you, Jack. (laughs) One of the things that we talked about in our lemon podcast was that little experiment you do. We talked about it as an antioxidant where you cut an apple in half and you leave it sitting on the counter. And most people know that if you leave a cut in half apple on the counter, it starts to turn brown. But what happens when you squirt the lemon on it? The lemon prevents it from turning brown. And I like to call that brown color rust. That rust is actually oxidative stress. So if we use lemon in our cooking, lemon and vinegar, it can inhibit the formation of ages or rust. So now I'm thinking that Instapot cooking or Crock-Pot cooking might be a good solution because it's moister than just putting stuff on the grill. Going to have to look into that. Yeah, that's step one of what we were just talking about, that using those moist methods for cooking that don't involve the high dry heat. That's going to be that's going to be really helpful. I know nothing about, it's a French word, Sufi, right? What is somebody out there must know what I'm talking about. But I have a friend who's a chef and he got this cooking thing and it's a French method that keeps the food very moist. (laughs) It's a special contraption that he has. And all I know is all the rage in cooking, but it's probably because people are focused, Jackie, on what you're talking about. I think we're just creating a level of awareness, right? And so that if people are using their grill, and as I said, I still use my grill, I make sure that I am soaking the meat in a sauce. Usually it's very healthy sauce, but it's keeping it nice and moist. And then I don't grill, I grill at very low heats. So it it might take just a little bit longer, but I don't turn it up high to get those little dark lines on the meat or are you the... marinating too while do. you're doing it? Okay, so it's so usually, that's how you it's do usually it. soak yeah it's usually soaking in for a day like I'll put it in the morning and then I won't cook it until at night and I do use slow cookers at a low heat I always set the setting at low heat so that it will be moist and it just takes a little bit of time to get the meal completed 
So cool. Now I want to try all these different methods and know that I'm being healthier for my body. Right. So if we want to just put a nice, neat little bow around what we talked about, it's understanding that the ages create inflammation. It's a normal part of our body processes that we can help our body manage these ages by eating foods that are clean and whole, reducing the processed foods, and then also using our different cooking methods and not, it's, it really doesn't require a huge adjustment uh, in our cooking, hopefully, uh, but it's just creating a level of awareness for ways that we can reduce inflammation. And again, that's what these podcasts are all about, helping people find solutions to improving their health. I know that we've talked about this on a prior episode, but I think it's important based on what we're discussing. Can you just repeat about the oils, cooking oils? Because I think that really ties into this. I've heard that if you use oils that are not good for different heat levels, that it can really be toxic in your system. So it feels like that's related. So certain oils have higher heat points or smoke points, as they call them. So like extra virgin olive oil is not one that you would cook at. Or if you do cook at it, you want to keep it around 300, 325. So I get that you would be able to check the heat once it's in the oven, but on a stovetop, now I'm going to adjust. And if I put something in a pan, I'm going to use it at a lower flame because that feels more comfortable based on what you just taught me. Yes. Yeah. You can definitely use lower heat on the stovetop. You can just keep in mind that the oils that you use in your oven can actually break down more if the heat is higher. For example, coconut oil has a higher heat point, which means you can cook it at higher heat temperatures. Avocado oil has higher heat temperature, but walnut oil, flaxseed oil, extra virgin olive oil, usually more, the more uses for that would be using it as a salad dressing or something along that lines and maybe not cooking with it as much. I use ghee a lot in my cooking because it's got a higher tolerance towards heat. And then say I'm roasting some Brussels sprouts, I'll put the, the ghee on the bottom of the pan, I'll roast the Brussels sprouts and then turn the heat down and then I'll drizzle it with extra virgin olive oil. So there's just little tricks that you can use to make it less likely that these are going to turn rancid and increase. Do you use some grapeseed oil? I don't use it myself, but I know many people that do. Yeah. And I don't, people don't usually cook with that in my understanding. I'm feeling healthier already just because I'm plotting how I'm going to cook so differently. So <laughs> I love to give you and Jackie a joke when she comes on. It's just like our fun little thing that I like to do. And it was really hard to find a joke on ages. First of all, I didn't understand it at first before you gave us all this great information. So I was trying to either write a joke or find a joke that worked on something I didn't even know what it was yet. But I did find one and I just want to <laughs> read it to you. Before every barbecue, I tell myself, I'll eat healthy and stick to the salads. But then my plan takes a turn for the worst. Oh, <laughs> and that was on the list of food to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> so if English is not your first language, worst is like really bad. And worst is a kind of 
sausage. And so she said, don't eat hot dogs. I was hoping she'd say hot dogs and sausage or knockwurst so that the joke would even be funnier. But I thought that was really cute. That is very cute. You heard that Jackie said she's coming back. So (laughs) you'll be able to hear her next week. But Jackie, thank you so much. I was so curious about this topic and you've really enlightened me. It's changed the way that I'm going to cook and the heat and the kinds of foods and what I'm not going to eat. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's always a blast. Have a blessed day and I'll see you tomorrow. If you loved today's episode, then tell the world. Why? Because Beating Cancer Daily and our membership circle are both a listener and donor-supported experience. So the more people you tell and the more people that join us, the more robust and interesting programs our nonprofit, the Comedy Cures Foundation, can bring to you throughout the year. I really want you to go to ComedyCures.org. And of course, I always want you to make a donation. It's tax deductible to the extent allowed by law. But what's super exciting is not only can you laugh and explore the comedy there, you can look at our membership levels and find the one that's great for you. And if you're feeling a little bit generous, gift one to a chemo brother or sister or to a caregiver that you just want to help them improve the quality of their day. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.